Hey, Story Family. Welcome to the Story at Home. This is your host, Giovanna Huffman. For the next eight weeks, we're asking members of the Story community to tell us their favorite Bible story and how that story inspired them to follow Jesus. Let's get started with today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Story at Home. This season, our pastors, leaders, and members are exploring Bible stories from the Old and New Testaments and sharing about the ways in which these stories have brought them closer to God. Today, I am so happy to have Pastor Eric here with me. Hi, Pastor Eric. (laughs) Hey there, Pastor Gio, and hey, everybody, and happy Holy Week to all y'all. Today, we're talking about uh, one of Pastor Eric's all-time favorite stories in Scripture, the one about Peter's uh, betrayal of Jesus, right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the this part of the story is not my favorite part <laughs> because this is pretty heart-wrenching, um, but it is seasonally appropriate uh, given that it today is is Good Friday and uh, we're in this, this season of the church year, um, but it's part of a much bigger story of, about Peter in particular, Simon Peter and Jesus's plans for his life. That's awesome. I am reminding myself every day of this week that we need to first experience the hard parts of the holy week um yeah before we go to easter i think a lot of the times we try to just go straight into easter and we don't really mourn and really remember the sacrifice that jesus made for us absolutely and and easter joy is never complete unless that road takes you through the cross first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's why I think stories like this one matter. Uh, sh- should I just read the, the story of the day? Yes, that would be great. Okay. So this is from the gospel of Luke chapter 22 and starts in verse 54. It says, uh, then seizing him, um, then seizing Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But Peter denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You're also one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Wow. Yeah, so I think it's important before we dig into this passage to, to keep in mind what had just happened before it, right? At the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. And in the aftermath of the Last Supper, when Jesus is giving the, the other disciples hints, he's dropping hints about what's about to happen. And he's basically saying that Satan is coming for them. They're going to be scattered. They're going to abandon him. And Peter, of all the disciples, Simon Peter stands up and says, Lord, never will I leave you. (laughs) 
If everyone else leaves you, even if they all depart from you, I will never leave your side. I will always be loyal to you. And then Jesus tells Peter, um, not only will you not always be loyal to me, but by the end of this evening, <laughs> your loyalty will fail. You will have failed me three different times. <laughs> you will have, yeah, you will have uh, have denied even knowing me three times. And that in that moment was unthinkable to to Simon Peter because of who he was. And when we think about Simon Peter, we should think of um, probably the oldest of the 12 disciples, definitely the leader. He's always listed first among the 12 disciples, probably, um, well, definitely married, possibly the only married disciple. We're not quite sure about that, but he was definitely married. And when Jesus called Peter to follow him early, early in the gospels, uh, Peter was a fisherman. He had a job. He was supporting a family in Capernaum. And Jesus said, hey, come follow me. And Peter immediately gives his boat away <laughs> and leaves everything behind. Doesn't even ask his wife's permission. I don't know how that conversation went later. And says he'll follow Jesus. And that is a sign of who Peter is. He's just uh, on the, the, the negative side of it is that he's impetuous and impulsive. But th there's a positive there too. It's just... He's like a really faithful dog, you know, he's like, he's, he's like, he doesn't even think twice about following <laughs> Jesus. And he does that again and again. He tries to be the best he can be. He tries to be the leader Jesus sees in him. He, Jesus is walking on water. And who is it that steps out on the boat, uh, steps out of the boat onto the water? It's Peter, <laughs> yeah, no one else. He's passionate and so enthusiastic about everything. Like it, I, I think he's one of those guys that inspires other people in he a does. lot of ways. Yes, but almost without fail, his inspiration ran out every time. <laughs> every time he started to be the man Jesus was calling him to be, he would get scared. You know, walking out on water for a couple steps, everything's great. The wind blows and then he's screaming like a child save me, you know? Um, and, and in this instance as well, you know, we see Peter saying, I will never leave you, Lord. And then Jesus gets arrested. They take him to the high priest's house in the cover of night to have this shady trial. And mm -hmm. Peter steps up to his credit. He's the only one we know of who was at the trial of the 12 disciples. He's the only one that went with Jesus, which was dangerous. That's why Peter ended up denying knowing Jesus because he could have been put on trial too. Mm -hmm. So it was a risky enterprise. So Peter at least showed up. But <laughs> when, when things got tough, when he was really pressed on the matter, he denied knowing Jesus. And, and to really understand this scene, you have to get how these houses were laid out. I mean, he's, they're in the courtyard of a private residence. These were not huge mansions. And they didn't have Pella double pane glass windows. They were, the windows were open and the doorways were open, you know, and, and, and so you could hear what was going on inside the house from outside the house and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so one of the most gripping mm -hmm. verses in this passage, I think, is when the third person says, uh, you know, this is one of them. And Peter goes, man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And, and, and then it says, the Lord looked straight at Peter. The Lord 
verse 40 or verse 61 the lord turned and looked straight at peter it's gut-wrenching can you imagine it is gut-wrenching and it just shows us how much easier it is to love jesus with our words than with our actions yes <laughs> and that usually our witness needs to match our testimony and vice versa yes. but i think in this case um peter just encountered his own uh flaw oh and it gutted him and he gutted him it absolutely gutted him and maybe the best thing about peter is that he's he was sincere yeah as flawed as he was he was sincere and uh, you know i think you know, Peter wasn't even his name, right? Like that was the nickname Jesus gave him. I talk about this a lot, but <laughs> yes. even that nickname is so perfect for him because it, it has more than one meaning. The, the, his name was Simon, but Jesus called him Peter because he said, I'll build my church upon this rock. And Peter just means rock. It's a, it's a very common noun. <laughs> so every time you read Peter, you're just reading the rock. And that was his name, according to Jesus, his new name. But a rock can be many things. I mean, a rock can be a foundation on which you build something. A rock can also be, you know. Something that hurts somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like really or badly. Just, what's the phrase? You're as dumb as a rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so it, there's many layers there, and Peter was he was all those things. In when some a rock ways. falls, it falls hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so and and so Peter fell hard. That's a really good way of putting it. And he ran out and wept bitterly. And that's not just a whimpering cry. That's a wailing sob. That's what that means. That word, wept bitterly. What's most painful about this story is that we've all been there. Like we've all been in that same place as Peter, um, because I think it's easy for us to say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you and I'll do anything for you. And then um, God challenges us and sends us ways in which you can actively serve him and love him and you know, do that by caring for the, for the poor, for the needy in, in, in our world. And we fail most yeah. of the time and yeah. um, we abandon him. We abandon his calling. Well, yeah. And yeah. And I think one of the great signs of Peter's character is that he felt what he felt. Convicted. And, and what I think a, a dangerous sign for many of us is how we don't feel that way sometimes about disappointing God after he's given us everything, you know, and I think that jadedness can really take hold too and, and make us hard hearted. But at least Peter, his love for Jesus was so alive that when he disappointed Jesus, he couldn't not run out and weep bitterly and then after this story he actually for at least 24 hours quit being a disciple because after that point yeah. they referred to the disciples and peter like that's on a couple of occasions the gospels in in, in between what happened at jesus's trial and the resurrection peter stopped being one of the disciples he quit and and so um peter really took this hard and i think sometimes that's good you know, that reminds me of what you said um, in your sermon last Sunday. And that was so powerful for, for me. You basically said that whenever sin um, intoxicates us, we are like a person who's drunk, right? Yeah. And I think that, um, I love the analogy that you said, like a lot of the times we fail to recognize that we're even wrong. Mm. And I think that's when sin goes rampant in our lives. And, that, and you know, that's the anti-Peter reaction. Yes. Yeah, just numb just numb and self-assured. That's the worst way to be. And Peter was not that, to his credit. He, yes. was, uh, he was willfully devastated by his own sin. And it, it, his, the way he disappointed Jesus moments after promising he, him he never would. But 
the beautiful thing about this, and the reason I chose this story today, it's not just to talk about how bad Peter, how bad Peter was <laughs> and how bad we are. The beautiful thing about Jesus is that he chose Peter knowing full well this oh would happen. Oh my goodness, yeah. He chose him to be his lead disciple. When Jesus said upon this rock, I'll build my church, he knew what Peter would do. He did. And he knew we'd be sitting here talking about it. That's amazing. Later. It's amazing. And it's comforting for all of us. It is. It should be. <laughs> because we uh, we will all fail him one way or another. Um, and um, the fact that we're still welcome. Yeah. That he still loves us. That he still calls us. It's it's really powerful to know. Yeah. And um, before we get, um, you know, we lose our time here, uh, I want to ask you, how can we apply this teaching to everyday life? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm glad you asked. I think it actually ties together with what you were just saying because clearly what Peter's story tells us is as far as Jesus is concerned, our perfect track record is meaningless mm-hmm. um, if it doesn't come with a sincere heart. That's right. You don't need perfect morality or a perfect you know past or, or a perfect present <laughs> to belong with Jesus even in leadership with Jesus in his movement what you need is a sincere heart mm-hmm. and that's what Peter had and, and that, a broken heart in some ways right? a broken heart for our failures for sure mm-hmm. but a trusting heart and the last part of Peter's story here as far as Holy Week is concerned is that when Jesus was resurrected he sought Peter out mm-hmm. first. If you read the, about the difference, different appearances of Jesus, we often think about him appearing to the 12 or to Thomas and all, all these other things, to the women. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, at least once, maybe twice, had one-on-one meetings with Simon Peter. The risen Jesus sought Simon Peter out mm-hmm. after he quit being a disciple. Yeah. And the disciples testified to this, that, that Jesus appeared to Simon Peter. We don't have a record of that, of that in exchange. We don't know what was said. Oh, wow. And then they have the exchange in John chapter 21 um, where Jesus reinstates Peter. But by that time, when it, the Peter, do you love me thing, they had already met twice. That's amazing. And that's your favorite story. That's my favorite story from (laughs) John 21. Not the Peter denial, the Peter reinstatement is your favorite story. That's my favorite story. story. We'll talk about that one another time. I remember, yeah, your teaching on that one is amazing. I do do want to know what Jesus told him during those two visits. Yeah, well. (laughs) I might ask about that in heaven one day. Well, the evidence (laughs) is simply that he brought Peter back and he he led Peter to, to see himself the way Jesus saw him. Like maybe it was something like Peter. I think brother, it's, it's when I, amazing. When I chose you at the shoreline three or four years ago, I knew this would happen. <laughs> and I still yeah. want you, you know? Yeah. And I think that should speak to us too, because some of us think we've been disqualified from belonging mm-hmm. with Jesus because of our, our screw ups. I just think that Jesus is relentless in in helping us become more like him. Absolutely. He will not abandon us. I mean, no matter how far we think we've gone, God's always there. Like, you know, Jesus came to rescue us from ourselves in some ways, (laughs) from our own sin, from our own, uh, you know, failures, et cetera. That's right. No matter what, um, we can belong with him. Mm -hmm. That's what I think Simon Peter's story tells me. Well, you're wise, and uh, I'm so glad you shared um, these two stories sort of today with us. Thanks for the opportunity. 
And thank you so much for listening today. Um, I hope you have a wonderful uh, week. Uh, I hope that you'll celebrate Easter with us here at The Story. And uh, please remember that church is not a building we go to. It's a family that we belong to.